really what I want to do is I want to set example for my children. I want to set an example. I want to be able to be functionally able to squat down and catch that ball that my son is pitching right now. We do it every night in the driveway. We mark it off. I, you know, and uh, to be able to run and do those things, because I'll tell you what, if I'm not doing them now, there is no way in the world I'm doing them in five years. I am an everyday Good morning, everyone. This is Jarrett Bassin with Mark McCain, and you're listening to Everyday Athlete, a podcast devoted to bringing you the amazing stories behind the lives of day-to-day CrossFit athletes like yourself. And today we have Mr. Chris Dreyer. Welcome, Mr. Dreyer. How are you? I am great. Thanks for having me today. Fantastic. Um, I always like to start off and really just let you kind of tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Are you from here originally? Um, So yeah, we, we moved here when I was about one year old. So I would say, yes, I'm from here. We grew up in Edgewood, went to uh, Hinsdale, Dixie. So lived in Edgewood for, you know, I guess my entire childhood. Yeah. Went to Murray State. Um, when we, when I graduated Murray State, moved to Memphis for a couple of years, moved to, Orla- moved to Orlando, lived there for about a year and a half. I forgot about that. Then moved to Charleston, South Carolina for about three, three and a half years. And then I met my wife uh, when I was back here visiting family. So I moved here and been, we'll be married 11 years this September. Wow. I heard Charleston's really nice, is it? If uh, if I had never met my wife, I'd still be living there. Oh yeah. It is a, it's a, it's a special place. It is, it is really, really beautiful. It is. I uh, also have, have not heard amazing things about Memphis. <sighs> You know, this is a recorded show. I'm not going to despair. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it, Memphis has got a lot of neat places, neat culture. Uh, if you were in, and barbecue, oh, barbecue, yes, I I am a good tour guide for barbecue in Memphis. Oh. Mm. So you know, I'm getting married. It's always good. I'm, I I think my bachelor party needs to be based around food. Yes, that's really just what it is. Like, Memphis would be a dangerous place for <laughs> a bachelor party. Um, All my friends were getting married. When I lived in Memphis, we had a yeah. lot of visitors. Yeah, I like Tennessee. I'll just throw that out there. My my sister lives outside Nashville, which is beautiful. Uh, but I'd, I've never been to Memphis personally, but I've just heard a couple of times, like you know, it's, two completely different yeah. towns. Yeah, okay. Nashville and Memphis. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, where uh, where were you it. born originally? St. Louis, just out of St. Louis. Well, I was born in St. Louis County Hospital. Yeah, and yeah. family just moved here for dad yep. moved here for job, mom moved here for job, dad moved here for job. Yeah, yep. Boom. That's a weird. It's weird how you see those kind of those trails where people kind of end up in certain places, and then funny how you kind of end up back here. Sure. Yeah. I mean, for as long as we've lived here, because you know, Northern Kentucky is a bubble. Yeah. Oh yeah. So everybody knows everybody, and you know, I married into a family. I think I was when you counted first cousins, I was uh, number ninety-six or something like that on one side of the family. Wow. And there's five of us in my family. I think at our wedding we had. 10 family members. Yeah. And that was counting my brothers or my yeah. sisters and stuff like that. Where'd you uh, go to college at? Murray State. Murray State. That's right. Yep. You just said that. Is that in? Uh... It is. It's, it's down It's down by Paducah, like by, by where Aaron's from. Okay. And uh, 
so it's it's in Murray, Kentucky. So you go all the way down southwest corner and then come back along the Tennessee line, maybe 30, 45 minutes. Yeah. What's their nickname? They're the Racers. The Racers. I knew so they had you, something cool. If you, if you follow college basketball, yeah. people usually they, know what Murray State is. They went like almost undefeated not too long ago. Or are they won undefeated like in a regular season, I felt like. I, mean, they, I could be wrong. No, you're right. So the, the four years... Well, I'd say four and a half years I was there, mm-hmm. they never lost at home. Wow. So Duke lost one season, the beginning of one season when they lost, Murray State had the longest running mm-hmm. home winning streak. Then they built their new arena and That's they impressive. lost and it was kind of terrible. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Um, so you said you end up, you were visiting family and that's how you met your wife. How did that all go down? <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's a good story behind it. It's a, it is a good story. Um, and I've gotten good at the story. So, um, a friend, a friend of mine, we were going out. I did just come home. Um, I was, so I was going to graduate school. I was working, going to graduate school at night and had a break in school. So we, I come home, friend and I go out. Uh, were you guys around when Tropicana was at down at mm. um, Newport in the Levee? Yep. Jeff Ruby's. They had a teen night that I would go visit pretty Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah, you'd, yeah, you'd be a <laughs> it's teen actually night. funny you mention that. That's actually the whole reason I moved to Cincinnati. <laughs> Tropicana. 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 <laughs> I bet. I bet. Um, a, a girl my wife worked with that knew my mom. My mom actually knew who my wife, like, knew my the girl that would become my wife and had mentioned her several times. We literally walk in the place. The girl that I knew growing up comes up and says, oh, you need to meet Janelle. And mm-hmm. I'm like, who's Janelle? Yeah. <laughs> um, and <laughs> my wife's very interesting, awesome person. Literally, I see our friend dragging her. And she's <laughs> dragging like, over. Oh, yeah. just And she comes over, and I meet her, and, you know, um, and that just goes to show I'm incredibly fortunate to be married to the woman that I am. And uh, so, you know, she's very cordial, very nice. She's about as nice as, you know, person you're going to meet. And I ran into her like the next night or the night before or the night after. You know, she's like, ah, oh, great. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I met you. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, you, this is before social media and anything like that. Sure. So uh, I ended up calling her work after I'd gone back to Charleston to like get her number or whatever. Yeah, the stalker that I might be. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but you know, she agreed to give me her phone number, and I called her. We talked for a few weeks. We came. I came home that Labor Day weekend, so it was like August. It's coming like Labor Day weekends coming up. Uh, we went out that Friday and Saturday, and that was that's 13 years ago. Wow. And mm-hmm. we've been together ever since. So how'd that work with? Uh, how far along was before you said like I'm, I'm moving back? kind of thing because obviously you you have a job down there you're sure so you know I always kind of wanted to come back yeah uh but you know Charleston Charleston's is, was a special place yeah it was, it was just a lot of fun it was good but I was also single and and the job I had I mean I worked for the same people each one of those cities that I moved right and I knew it probably come to an end at some point and uh I don't know just I was coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Me. You were to come back eventually. Anyway, I would, so. I would have anyway. And she, she was the reason I came back Yeah, at yeah. the time I did. So. And now you have two children, correct? We do. We do. So just um, dropped them off at school before dropped them off here. school before I came here. It yeah. was, uh, so Caleb is nine, um, just turned nine going into the third grade and 
Uh, Amelia will be eight. She just started the second grade, 15 months apart. Wow. Wow. What you guys have to look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> The, the, the breaks. The cool, the cool thing that I think we've seen a lot with people um, here that, that have kids are, you know, I think we posted a pretty cool video yesterday of, of the baby handoff. I don't know if you got to see that, Mark, with uh, Jen and Matt handing the baby off oh, on, yeah. on a partner workout. Um, and you see people start to, A, bring their, their kids up and their families up in, you know, inside the gym atmosphere, but B, just promoting a healthy lifestyle. And I think that was... For you, you kind of went through a transition of you. You were into CrossFit. You kind of fell out of CrossFit. You came back almost in a very like I'm going to kick my butt and be as competitive as possible. To I think we've got another transition now where it's like I'm just here to be healthy and be here for my family. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So um, how I guess how how did you initially get started in a the gym? I mean, what's your athletic background? Oh, I played every sport. I played a sport a season growing up since yeah. the age I was five. Yeah. Um, baseball, basketball, football, track, cross country, swimming. Yeah. Wow. Uh, all those. Uh, what was your at, at, at different times. My favorite. I probably was. Well, the favorite and the best were two different things. Okay, that's all right. This is allowed to be. I, I, I really miss swimming. Yeah. Mm. I I really liked swimming. I was probably the best at basketball and football yeah um and i just i i miss, i love the swimming i like the individuality of swimming mm-hmm. um but i also miss the just the motion of it I, I really like the water yeah uh but basketball football baseball those were just what I did. It was always very competitive. Yeah. It was really, I was like ultra competitive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to be, if, sure. if you're going to play any of those sports, I yeah. mean, as, especially at different levels, as, as you go through the high school level and you, you get through all that, you've, you've got to be wanting to, and I'm sure we'll get to it in the CrossFit, you, you got to want to stomp all people's throats. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you know, you, you've got, to, you've got to want it. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta um, want to win, right? Yeah, I mean, you have to want to win. Yeah, yeah, that's what it comes back to. It's, it's no one likes to lose, you know. No. I mean, let's be honest. Um, and there's there's obviously certain teams though that you know, uh, unfortunately, someone has to get beat, right? Yeah, and, and, yep. and it's yep. it's a it's a cultural type thing, and, and I'm sure it sounds like you guys were were pretty successful, and a lot of like teams, I feel like in this area have that tradition. And it's like, yeah, you know, you have your occasional bad year, but I think you see that throughout sports, like such as the prominent, you know, the Patriots. I hate, you know, I hate to say it, but they're king of the hill right now, and it's bred into them, you know, like they're, they, they expect, just expect to, win. to win, yeah, you know, and I guarantee Tom Brady's probably one of the most competitive people on the planet. So, mm-hmm. uh, and you can kind of correlate that some to CrossFit with Matt Frazier and you know Froning whenever he was doing individual and so on and so forth, but yeah. not to get too, too far out. But yeah, I, I agree. If you're playing team sports and high school, whatever level you, you got to want to win. So absolutely. Um, so how, how do we transition from, um, obviously if you're talking about high school, go away to college and there's obviously a pretty big chunk there where we're not necessarily doing a lot of competitive sport. And then you find something like CrossFit where I think for a lot of high school, a collegiate, uh, what any any athlete, anybody that has an athletic background, you're, that's a huge draw. I think is you get this 
in, again, individuality, but you have a huge community sense, but the competitive spirit is like, oh, there it is. I missed that, you know, and, and it's dangerous. You flirt, you flirt, you kind of toe the line of getting too competitive. And I think you may have even got there a little bit. So the CrossFit journey is very interesting for me because you're right. You, well, you, you guys have seen the ebb and flow of where yeah. I, where I, so what's, what some people don't know is I actually went to uh, CrossFit Hustle for like way back in the day for like four or five months yeah mm. and it was because it was close to work sure i worked uh over off miniola and they were uh, up up there by like laser craze or what's that whatever that wedding reception yeah in, anyway receptions the other reception the other reception yeah yeah the one you didn't get yes. reception at. so rich voss mm-hmm. was the guy that ran the place who so lives then, up the street from me by the way i just he? he yeah and God, he like showed he was, I was cutting my grass and he's like, he like pulled up and said hi. And he lives mm-hmm. like five houses yeah. up on the right. He's a super nice guy. Yeah. And yeah, this is like circa 2010, 2011, right? Yeah. Right it, it, I mean, it might have been around. It was, Had to be like, it was yeah, four, or five years, four or five years ago. It was like right around there. Yeah. Um, and the reason I guess I went was <laughs> Jay Vaughn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I went and tried just because I got tired of running. I was running. I, I kind of like to run for some weird. I think I like the pain of it, hmm. but you go, you figure out. I had never done, I had never in my life done a clean, never done a jerk, never done any of these technical weightlifting. Um, and you know, I, when I was talking to you guys about doing the podcast, so I start listening to a couple of the podcasts. Uh, I, my, my still, I, the first day I did a pull up. Yeah. I, that whole presidential physical fitness all through high school, yeah. middle school and stuff. I bet you I was number one or number two in every single thing. Yeah. And I could not do one pull up yeah. to save my life growing up. Yeah. Never. And I never got that little, that, that certificate yeah. because of the pull up. Yeah. Right. But now I, it's, it's, it's uh, funny to see that transition, especially as an adult too. You know, you, I think that's a, such a exciting and huge draw for CrossFit is, Again, I, I, I just call it skill learning. I mean, you're literally learning a new skill for your body. And especially when you talk about those basic movements, you know, your, your pull-ups, your uh, even handstands, you know. Mm-hmm. Squats, squats aren't super sexy for a lot of people, you know. A lot of people like the, the big swooping gymnastics and muscle-ups and things like that. But, I mean, it's, it's a big deal when you are, uh, for lack of a better term, people who think their, their life is, is over athletically. And then you see this big spark, you know, especially because you're, how old are you now? I'm 40. 40. So you found this at 35, 34? Yeah, this is right, yeah, right around there. So, I mean, for a lot of people, they, you know, I, I think you get past the age of late 20s and you're like, well, start a family and, you know, athletically it's, it's over. And you, you've given a big breath of uh, fresh air to a lot of people. You know, when you step into a gym, you're like, you can be competitive and mm-hmm. push yourself. And you may not be competitive on the national level but you're going to be doing things you never thought you could do before and I case agree. in point pull I, up pull up and i've watched you snatch 205 and i've watched you clean 275 and again that's coming from someone who stepped into a gym five years ago never done a clean before you know a that just shows you that it takes a lot of time patience and effort but b showing that you can really really improve yourself it doesn't matter what stage you know, quote mm-hmm. unquote, that sure. you think you are in life. Yeah. 
And then we come in, meet you guys at, we, I guess we'd call the second Covington gym. Oh yeah. So you went from hustle and then, and then I came to the 6am class down there with the, I think it went from 12 people to like 25 people for a solid year. Oh yeah. That's when we'd have, uh, prior to any computer system. So I, I, I remember how, how many days like Mark and I, or, uh, Emily and I, or whoever was coaching, just like one person literally running a warm up, and the other person just writing down names. Just yeah. On the board. Yeah, that's just exactly what. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. there's thirty, there's thirty people going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're mid squat cycle. Yeah. You know. But it, it, it was. Uh, okay. It was a lot. Now I was just gonna say, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Well, just and again, it goes. But uh, it was the same people every day. Oh man. That's it. That was. It, it was great. I mean, there was a lot of energy in there. I mean, when we were when you're looking at. You got eight, nine different squat racks, two, three people to a squat rack, yep. and people are just getting after it. And that's, that's you know, the whole the whole under, the through line with CrossFit, right, is the community. And that's one thing, anytime you get someone new in here and you're showing them around and stuff like that, and it's like, look, the one thing I can't put in the words that you just have to experience for yourself is the community, is the interaction between the people. You know, I, you know it's, it's like, I would love to be, I would love to sit here and tell you I'm the coolest person in the room, but I'm not even close. It's all the people here and, and that's obviously why we uh, kind of put together this little podcast but there's something to be said about training by yourself in your garage and then training with 27 other people you're going to push yourself both a lot both, more both have their Absolutely. upsides and downsides yeah you, know, you talk about swimming having that solidarity having that time to yourself like I love that believe mm-hmm. me like I love coming out here to myself lifting my own but like Mark said I'm not gonna go hard on something like a Helen or a Diane you know those those workouts that that those benchmark workouts if if I'm not around a group of people oh yeah I mean when you now when I read the email because you guys send out the program programming preview yep. it's enormously helpful it doesn't tell you what the workout is but it's gonna tell you kind of what you're gonna do that day and most of the times when I see it I was like okay and, and I know what my work schedule is gonna be or where I'm ebbing and flowing and doing mm-hmm. all the things I was like Okay, that's when I have to get to the class. Sure. Or that one, I, I, I can like like today's workout. I can do the today's on my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but but I also know what I can and I can't do. Right. Uh, you, there's certain workouts that was the chest to bar snatch workout from a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I knew I had to come to the class for that, or I had to quit in the middle by myself. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. Yep. Um, but. And then every now and then you get a one-on-one with the coach, like we had that day with fifty shouldered overhead. <laughs> oh wow! With the burpee, that was a wow. that was a whole new experience, I think, for Chris. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I, hopefully, that uh, that girl that's going through the interclass oh, is still here. That was that, that's such a good story. <laughs> I, I hope I can give it some justice. But basically, our eight thirty class isn't always the fullest, and uh, this day in particular, the workout was hard. And involved what burpees and it was 50 shouldered overhead at 155 pounds for the guys and every minute on the minute you had to complete five burpees yes so i had a day one intros uh younger younger day girl one. really sweet um super soft spoken just really nice down to earth showing her showing her around putting her through a day one and chris is the only person in class we're running both the classes at the same time so somewhere in the middle of the workout uh, it was starting to get, you know, the fatigue was setting in, so to say. To, to set the scene, Chris knocked out 12 shoulder to overhead in the first minute, did his five burpees at the minute mark, went to pick the bar up on the second minute, and went, <sighs> oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> and then at some point in the workout, I was like, you know, we were 
having a conversation, um, me and the, the on-ramp girl, so it was relatively quiet, and you just hear Chris drop the F-bomb about as loud as you can imagine, <laughs> and I just looked at her, and I was like, sometimes that happens. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you get days like that. Sometimes that happens. Oh. Um, so we're kind of go backwards a little bit, so moving through that, that the second location you were at, so we go yeah, to so Hustle to, to Covington, and then uh, I think, did you take time off after that? No, so what I did was, and I guess you want the, you want the CrossFit journey story now? Yeah. I, I guess. Yeah, I mean, we'll, how, cause we'll, it's we'll been, kind of track back Yeah, because I was trying to think about it this morning. Um, no, what, what, what happened was, I guess not really what happened, and I'm sure you guys are okay with however I go about this. Yeah. The... The cross the the CrossFit Covington gym moves to Newport, mm-hmm. not not conducive for me. Yeah, to get to you know because because oh, uh, at that time it made me really in all reality these exercise fitness however whatever you want to call it things like that they have to be in your functional path they have to be for for it for me they ha- they have to be convenience what, except convenience that's what the and getting to Newport wasn't wasn't uh, convenient for me anymore. Um, not to mention, um, you at that t- same time you guys are going to Florence, okay? Uh, at 5:30 a.m. There's a big difference between 6 a.m. and 5:30. Yeah. It took me so I came so I so I switched over and you know obviously came out to to the Florence location. That 5:30 a.m. just crushed me. Yep. for six months when and you're it, when your central nervous system is not awake like mm-hmm. there's there's just stuff that isn't firing you know mm-hmm. like again mark came in at 4 30 this morning <laughs> you know and maybe you know there's there's times where if you get a good night's rest like okay i can do this but let's face it real life gets in the way you know and i don't think that'll be a daily occurrence right but exactly it was a new experience yeah so, you know, I think when, you're, when your CNS is not firing, you're not awake, you just feel like you're just trudging through mud when mm-hmm. it should be something you're doing much better at. Yeah. And I think, I think and, and at that same time, the kids are two and three. I mean, that whole period of my life, even my mom still talks about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was all hands on deck. It was, you know, jobs, just, it's just life. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're trying to get that. Which is what you should be doing. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, 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 a, t- yeah. it's a tough it's a tough place to squeeze things in. Um, and I would say it wasn't it wasn't last winter. It was the winter before. I was, in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to, I need to lift as heavy as I can. I, can, I need to, that's, that's where the focus is. That's what it's all about. We got to be, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I'm. I remember ha- you kind of coming to me and we had a small discussion just about how you were ready to, to go to the next level. Yeah. We had, we had a discussion and you know, and I'm, I'm all about that. You know, I, I, I find it admirable and awesome. Um, but it's a very tough transition and, and very tough to a mentally put in the time B physically have enough time to do what it takes to get to whatever next level you're trying to get at. Mm -hmm. And I think you see that with a lot of, you can look at the games, look at, look at the, how the transition has gone in the games and you see some of these people who are around for a long time and by no means are they not fit anymore. You just see younger people who have unlimited free time, you know, or people <laughs> like Matt Frazier who have made a ton of sacrifices in, in their life 
to get to that level. You know, Matt lives at home, correct? I believe so. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's a lives at home when he's now making probably the most money he's ever made in his life, training in his basement, because that's what it's going to take to get him there. Oh yeah. So you yeah, know, I just I, I remember that conversation. I was like, how do I get better? Mm. You know, how do I really get better? How do I really get strong? Not that I ever had this vision of being a, you know, a CrossFit regional athlete or yeah. something like that. But I was like, if I'm going to do this, let's let's, let's jump be, in. Let's, let's be sure. good. And then, I, I love that, by the way. Sorry. What's that? I said I love that question. I, I love that mindset. Like, how do I get better? Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's some, something everyone should kind of ask themselves daily. You know, like, how do I get better today? Yep. And yep. it's it's one of those self-development things, whether it's your mind, your body, whatever it is. But having that self-reflection in, 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 this, in your sense to where, like you said, hey, I've been training for a while. I've, got, I bump, I've bounced around a couple different places. I'm ready to take it to the next level. And I know I need to seek, you know, some of, some of these trainers helps and help in, in particular Coach Baston, who's obviously knows what it's like to kind of compete at a high level. Yeah, it's, but then you figure it, then, then you actually, what, what people don't realize at all, I think a lot of people, um, if, if they're newer, the, the amount of time, the amount of work that has nothing to do with what's going on here at the gym. Mm. Yeah. I mean, and really, if, you, if you're going to be really, really good, yeah, of course you have to, you have to get in here and do what you're supposed to do, but it's, then you walk out of here and you're going, okay, I've still got to get the kids to school. I've got to, mm-hmm. oh, I've got to work. Yeah. You know, or I've got to do all these things and, and all the same while is I got to eat. I've got to get this much food in my mouth. I've got, sure. to, I've got to get this much sleep. I've got to drink this much water. I've got to do all these things and then it's it takes over your life and and not that I was and I'm not at all pretending that that's where I was going but then I start thinking I've got to really start getting strong I've got to start pushing myself harder well I got to the point of I was really really like not that I'm not strong now mm-hmm. but I was doing really well but what I was doing is I was crushing myself at the first part of those mornings mm-hmm. And I had nothing left in the tank for the the workout. Yeah. You know, the part that you probably should be work, you know, concentrating on. Yeah. So my you know, I start breaking my, my body starts kinda falling apart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's so many pieces that's Amen to that. Yeah. Like and it's it's awesome that you saw that. Because so many people don't make that correlation that like we tell people all the time, especially people coming through our fundamentals program where it's like the more you do, the more upkeep it's going to take mm-hmm, to sure. continue this. You know, if, if you work, you know, and, and practice what we preach, I'm not always the best at recovery. You know, I try and do maintenance, but, you know, for a lot of times, we don't see that maintenance period until it's too late, until we see injury. You know, and like you said, like, my body was breaking down because physically, you can't put in the time you need to put in the gym plus recovery plus take care of your family, plus do all the work you need to do to take care of family, you know, and like I said, real life gets in the way. And that's the beauty of the hour that we have in this space, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's why we make it an hour. We need one hour of your time, one hour a day, you know, like, you know, make that sacrifice. We do the proper warm up, we do your workout and we do a cool down surrounding whatever we need to do for the day. And like, that's, that's the key to what we're asking a lot of people is like, if you can just give us an hour 
we can make you that much better. The option is there if we want to take it to the next level. But again, this is the steps that it will take. Are you willing to take that sacrifice? Yeah, and I think a, a lot of people are surprised by the answer whenever, you know, they asked us, how do I get better? As in a sense where I want to take this to the next level. It's not this like fun, sexy answer where we're like, all right, we're going to put you on this small off squat cycle and you're going to PR by 50 pounds in four weeks yep. and so on and so forth. It's look, man, you got tight hips. We got to get you on Ramwad or we got to, you know, you got to do yoga, um, you know, once a month or whatever, whatever, whatever it looks like, but it's usually stretching nutrition and maybe one additional workout three times a week, yep. you know, uh, or, or whatever that looks like and meeting these people where they're at. But yeah, it all, it all ultimately does boil down to goals and then priorities. And like you said, Hey man, I'm, I'm married. I got a couple of kids. I got a serious job. Um, I got a great strength base and I, I need to work on this area here, you know, this, that, and the other thing. So it's really just breaking all that down. And then, well, Chris, uh, it looks like here, uh, with all the stuff you have going on, it requires 27 hours a day. All right. There's not 27 hours in a day. Exactly. So what do you want to cut first? You know, is it going to be sleep or is it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and again, it's, we've had many discussions about how important sleep is. Sure. You know, are you allowing yourself enough time to recover like in the sleep cycle? Well, I think that's do why that. I'm doing better now. Yeah. I, mm -hmm. I'm getting more sleep now over the last year since I changed jobs. Yeah. Uh, it's a huge difference. Oh, it's, it's enormous difference. My, the, the class times that I, that, that I attend, um, are different. So, so when we go from this, you know, okay, now my body's breaking down. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm losing it kind of thing. Like where, where is it? Cause I feel like we, we had that with the big like drive up and then I don't want to say you just dropped off, but there was definitely a time where it was like, okay, something's got to change. Well, the only, the only, the only solution I had was I had to get out of it completely Yep. Mm -hmm. because I was, I was sitting there going, well, I'm not going to not go. But, and then of course my wife's like, you just probably need to take some time off. Like she could see it, that it was just yeah. not working. Yeah. Um, so, you know, took two or three months off. Yeah. Yeah. Ca and came and, back and, and as a, as a trainer and owner of this place and you know, it's, it's why it's amazing. It's awesome to talk to you guys about this kind of stuff because you know, from a, from an outside view, you're like, you were doing so well. Why did you stop? You know, and from a guy who doesn't have kids and isn't mm -hmm. married, you know, wasn't at the time, especially at the time, like sure. wasn't in a very serious sure. relationship. It's like, it's like, well, why are you doing it that way? You know, it doesn't mm -hmm. make sense. But then you start to put all the pieces together. Understanding that story makes such a big difference. And oh, that, that makes a lot more sense. Kind of like Mark's analogy. You, you get 27 hours a day at work and you can't do it. So something has to be cut. Oh yeah. You, t you, well, you I think, uh, one of the things you guys have always, Mark, you've always said it is priorities. What are your priorities? What are, what are the priorities of life? And I can tell you right now that exercise, fitness for me are kind of like three, four on the depth chart. Yeah, sure. And the first two really outrank three mm -hmm. or four. Yeah. So, um, but it's, but it's fun. Like it, ever, you know, I want to say like ever since I came back, but it's been probably over a year, about a year now. Um, my attitude's completely different. It's, but also I have the luxury of, I know how to do all, I can do all the movements and the movements I don't want to do, 
You know, there's a sub for it. I have no problem scaling anything. And amen. And it's uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, you could you know, some some of the, some of the some of the folks in here. It's uh, you like some of the newer some of the newer people. I'm like, I know exactly where you were because you see some folk. You, you might see me. You're gonna catch me on one day where it's we're gonna put something over our head. We're gonna mm-hmm. do like mm-hmm. shoulder to like clean like a what is, you know, push press or something like that. Right. If you're if you're new in this gym and you come in, you're gonna work out with me on that day. You're don't pro, don't want to go with me on that day. <laughs> yeah. I'm. I, then there's other days where you know, like, hey, I'm gonna take a step back. One hundred percent. And that takes experience. Sure. Like there's there is no substitute for experiencing <clears throat> that. You you know, we see, especially, there's a lot of males. It's mostly mm-hmm. males. And we'll just, ego. It, it is. It's, it's ego. It's, it's totally ego. It's, it's, I'm going to come in here and I'm just going to crush everything. And it just takes being crushed mm-hmm. to really understand like, well, today's the day I'm going to back off. Perfect example was uh, Monday when we did the first workout for the masters. I, I, I was not feeling great and it was not like, that should be a workout I do great in, but I just backed off. Because yeah. there's no way that I was going to be able to go at the level that I can normally go because I know I've listened to my body at this point. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. I say that you know one of the analogies I use with a lot of people is about you know in regards to CrossFit, it, it maps your body. So for me personally, I'm a puller and a squatter. I'm not a presser. So if I was working out with Chris on overhead day, yeah, I would I would want to pack my lunch kind of thing. But at the same time, I'm not going to let his weights influence mine. You know because I know what I'm capable of. And ultimately, yes, you need to push yourself a little harder. That's how you get stronger. That's how you get fitter, for sure. But I'm not gonna go into it with, hey, if my max is, you know, 200 and Chris has got 300 on there, I'm like, all right, Chris, let me get a, let me try, let me try that one time and then break my back. (laughs) Right, right. You know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, for me personally, whenever I started CrossFit, you know, 2010, 2011, like I'm going to the games and it didn't take long for me to be like I'm not going to the games <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, and it was but the cool thing about that though you know for me personally was I was all right with that it wasn't like oh I'm devastated like my identity lied with me going to the CrossFit games no it was like dude you've been a pitcher and baseball your whole life you played football you played basketball you've enjoyed relative success athletically but all that combined gave you really really tight shoulders not to mention you bench press you know a lot all the time so it was like hey man you really have to work on your shoulders and there was a time there for me personally where I was like two years of just shoulder pain like I mean MRIs and all this stuff and it it ultimately you know was that self-awareness where I didn't get on that mobility bus early on with CrossFit. I mean, recovery was like laughable. Yeah. It was just like, I'm going to go in there, work my butt off and go home. And it wasn't like, I'm going to foam roll after I'm going to hit some, some bands or some mobility wads or, or whatever, whatever it was at the time. And you know, one of my goals was like, Hey, I want to be able to snatch, you know, 250 or whatever like that. That's not one of my goals anymore. Cause I know, you know, ultimately the risk reward for me personally, getting back to priorities obviously we we own the gym one of my biggest goals right now is to grow the business and have a sustainable living through the business you know i just got married recently so i work at a gym and you know i don't have enough time to work out some days because i am so just engrossed with the business and 
trying to you know learn new stuff and study and grow and communicate i don't have kids yet but i feel like the gym is it, it gives well, it me is. a pretty good yeah, sure indication of of what it's like um because but i also have to try not to you know um let my soul identity be in the business like if the business is doing good oh i'm happy if it's not you know that so i have to you know ultimately i have a higher identity than that but um yeah so i i think going back to you know kind of what you were talking about with um you know your goals change you know over time and and i think we talked about it the choices that you make along the way like sure. you talked about football baseball basketball bench pressing all the time mm-hmm. those choices you made back then you sure. have to realize that those are going to affect you here you know, and those are what we would mm-hmm. consider still healthy choices, but it's still going to affect you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, again, I was a soccer player. I never squatted. It's taken me seven years to squat properly. Mm-hmm. I'm still working on it. You know, those are choices I made being young, like, oh, I already run. I play soccer. What do I need to do You don't know what you don't know. Exactly. You know, if, if someone would have been like, you know, Mark, uh, at seven years, seven years old, you shouldn't be throwing the ball this much or this fast and here's the exciting part though here's the, here's the repercussions whenever you're 30 the, the yeah. knowledge that has been built in the last 10 years on sport sport fitness oh, the yeah. the recovery aspect basically training these kids harder but smarter you mm-hmm. know is astronomical from where it was when we were younger sure. you know mm-hmm. and the exciting part is is what you all were talking about before we started recording was a kid, 17 years old, snatching 291, you know, and clean and jerking 350. That is pretty relatively unheard of at that athletic ability uh, 10 years ago, you know. Um, so I do want to go back to Chris, though, since we just completely got off a tangent. So <laughs> Enough about you. Yeah, enough about, enough about <laughs> me, enough about Mark. Uh, we are here to talk about Chris. Um, so the cool part is, is we have seen this, I would say, a major transformation in – and you, just as far as your attitude in the gym, and again, I think you, you barely said it, but fun. Like that is so like, like that's that's why when when we started this, it was fun, it was exciting, mm-hmm. and then it becomes almost a burden because you again, and this is definitely my case, and I feel like you, but you guys it you too. guys you guys live in it. I can and well, you guys I, are, your evolution through the business part of it and learning yeah. all of that, and it's uh. But the key is, is you got to come in here and have some fun with some people. Like this should be a time where you come in like, damn, like that was fun. That was a good time, you know, because what we're trying to do is play in the long game. And if you can't enjoy it, you're just going to leave. You well, know, and you can, you can, you can see that you're playing the long game in just how the, the daily workouts have evolved. Mm-hmm. It's uh, when you guys did make the transition, and I don't know if everybody probably noticed the transition. Oh, yeah. But... Our, our membership numbers notice the transition. It's uh, it. There are still a lot of workouts where it's like that was terrible. But my game is, let's go really as hard as you can, give what you got, but you got to make it back the next day. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I think you said too. Like for a while, <laughs> yeah. you were, well, I'm gonna do all. The, I'm gonna lift as hard as I can, oh, yeah. and then I'm dying on the workout. Yeah. Well, that's how it works. Is people are crushed you know when you have this part a part b and i'm not saying we you can't do that we have had those days Mm -hmm. you know um mark mark and and derek are about to go to their l2 here uh this weekend right 
Yeah. yeah. Um, but the big thing they talk about is that intensity. So if, if, if we're in the middle of a, you know, a snatch cycle and you're doing snatches Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you know, and then you're doing a Metcon right afterwards. If you're going hard on some lifts, it's real tough to go hard on a workout. Oh, yeah. So, and I think you, that evolution you see, and I'm not saying it's always going to be like that. That's where we're at right now. But we've seen the intensity pick up and we've seen PRs through the roof. You know, we just had a back squat day. Granted, we haven't back squat in a while, but we saw, I mean, I was there for the 830, 930 class. So for the first two classes, there was 12 PRs. Well, something definitely, it's, I noticed it, uh, it as recently as two weeks ago. Yeah. So the, it, it's still, it's the, the vision in my mind is the chest to bar snatch workout that we did a couple of weeks ago. You come in, you go, okay, the final, the final weight's 205. Hmm. There is no. Oh, that's, it was, the, it was like eight. It was eight chest to bar pull-ups and then the, the ladder up the. 10, 8, 6, yeah. 4, 2. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so I was like, okay, I know I'm not going to get the 205. I'll we'll do it at 185. And even in the back of my mind, I'm like, <laughs> that's not happening. But really, I was like, I was like, eh, you know, the snatch, I'm not really so worried about. What I was worried about is the chest bar pull-ups. Sure. I did every one of those in sets of two or three. I mean, every one. I've never done yeah. that many in my life. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And y- you walk out of here that day. I was like, okay, so that's, we're getting better. Right. This yeah. is, this is where, this is where you want to be. I mean, of course you walk out of here. There's no, there's no glamor about it. I, we don't, I mean, <laughs> I'm past the point of, First real CrossFit is you always talk about CrossFit. I, yeah. it's, you know, I talk about it with the people that I, that I work out with, but it's, mm-hmm. I don't know. But the, the fun part about it is where you talk about intensity. I think that's what, once you get into it and once you start doing it, it's going to reel you back in. Mm-hmm. And it reels you back in because you can't recreate the intensity of uh, group fitness. Uh, group fitness within within the gym. And what's neat about this gym is a lot of like-minded people when it, when in regards to just wanting to be healthy, wanting, wanting, wanting to do the best they can. Uh, at least in the, some of the classes I, I'm trying, I'm, I'm going to try to get to like the afternoon classes, like the later afternoon classes. I've never been to a I've never been to a four thirty, five thirty, or a 6 like a secret spy. And then you tell us the difference between them. No, yeah. I did. There's there's a different mentality at each one of those. I, I agree. You just go do the come to the morning ones. Yeah. There's 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 mm-hmm. di- there's different mentalities. It's a lot of fun, uh, but that that's just what keeps keeps me coming back. And and well, and you guys don't yell at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that was that was a big transition too. Like the the there's a difference between being the hammer and being the cheerleader. And you have to find the happy medium between both. Uh, we just talked uh, a little bit ago and downstairs, and I just did the quick math. I don't know where it came from, but I was, I was literally doing it on the way here. And you know, it's ten thousand hours to your your expert level, you know. Um, and I said, if you coach twenty hours a week, that's twenty hours a week. That's about as maximum as we we've kind of found that you are effective. You can coach more, but mm-hmm. effective coaching about twenty hours a week. Um, you're not over nine and a half years before you master the art of coaching. 
you know, and again, that evolution that I've seen with Mark, I've seen with myself, I've seen with Chris and Derek, you know, and everybody's growing each and every day, but like, man, my day one coaching is laughable compared to where we are now and to where I want to go. Like, I want to be able to look back now and look at all of us and wow, like, can you believe we were doing that? You know, because it's, it's, it has to be an evolution. That's where we see us progressing here, you know, because I think, you know, you have to be that cheerleader. You have to be knowledgeable and skillful, but you also have to be know when to put the hammer down and push somebody. And that just takes, again, time and reps. It's just like anything else. You're exercising your ability of empathy. You're exercising your ability to just build your knowledge base. And you have to be able to build that kind of rapport with all the people in the gym. I need to go back a second. Yeah, when I said like-minded people. Yeah. There's a very different, there's a lot of different folks here. Oh yeah. I, I, I don't want to say that everyone's the same. When you say that, it's like, you, I, 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 like I put everybody in the same bucket. There are so many different professions of people that come in here. What I mean is everyone wants to be here mm-hmm. and everybody mm-hmm. wants to work hard. That's, that's where I meant the like-minded yeah. part because you actually have to want to be here. You walk in the door here. I mean, again, if, if you've met me, and you've come to a class with me, I mean, I've either not spoken to a soul or I'm like, oh, right, good job, here we go. Yeah, it's, right. it, uh, it's, uh, it's a ebb and flow kind of thing. If For a couple of years, I may not have even spoken to anyone in the class just because I haven't woken up yet. And not because I didn't want to, but it's, but everybody works their butts off. That's what I meant. I, you know, it kind of when that came out, I was like, oh, that kind of came out wrong. Yeah. So it's you know, just go back what, and correct it's just myself. To what level. It's just to what level you're pushing yourself. Yeah. You know, I always tell people when they start, it's if if you're standing here and you're 25, if my grandmother was standing next to you, we need to go through the same movements. It's just to what degree. You know, you may be squatting with weight. The other person may be sitting down into a chair. But we both, it's just to what degree we're actually moving. You Absolutely. Know? And, and all of it's important. It's just that where are you at in your life at your ability? And understanding that and accepting that this is where you are. I'm not saying that you're accepting it like, well, this is where I'm always going to be, but you have to accept the starting point and then push forward. Sure. It's huge. Most, most people's first class doesn't even involve weight. It's uh, air squats, push-ups, and sit-ups or something like that. Oh, yeah. That's the, fir- that's the first workout ever. It's devastating. You know, if we it, did that in a class, it would be devastating. And again, it yeah. goes back to that magic word is, is intensity. And I think another magic word I like to use a lot is that self-awareness. Whenever you talk about like starting, this is where I'm at. But some people think, you know, they're not really there. So they might do a, perform a movement and it's just doesn't look great. (laughs) All right. And they're like, all right, let me put a little more weight on and let's try one more. And when you say like, don't do that, they're like, what do you mean? Don't do that. Like, you know, I got the last one. It's like, if you do that again, is a high probability that you're going to get hurt. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's realizing that like in the moment to trust the coach. And I think that's, that's one thing when you, you know, you got to be a lot of different things as a, as a coach and building rapport is so vital just because, you know, the, ultimately you guys are entrusting us with your well being um, to, to a certain degree, obviously with, within these walls. But yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, staying positive day in and day out because you're going to have your 
workouts that are just like, whew, man, that was like the most humble thing I've ever done. And it can piss you off or it can really, you know, light a fire sometimes where it's like, man, I really need to work, you know, on handstands or I really need to work on this or, you know, it's, it's sometimes, you know, you know, obviously everyone doesn't stay. People leave for a lot of different reasons. But I think one of the probably the most popular ones are people just can't come to terms with like not doing things. Yep. You know, it's like, oh, I can't do this. Like, uh, you know, the, the word that constantly comes up um, is I'm embarrassed. You know, I feel embarrassed. I can't, it's like. Or I need to be in better shape before I come yeah, to the gym. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's, that's a classic one. Yeah. But the embarrassing comment comes from like, I can't do a legless rope climb. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go, 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 go talk to Chris. He's been here for four years. He doesn't rope climb. Yeah, well, and, and, that's, yeah. and that's fair. You know, and again, you have to have your own perspective, but I, I really truly believe if there is that magic number, whether it's 60 days, 90 days, after you get over that hump of, hey, you know what, this is where I'm at. These guys are showing me the proper progressions to get where, you know, some of these other people are, uh, and, and I just gotta stick with it. I just gotta, I just gotta show up. I have to make these little lifestyle changes. Yep. And then, good things are going to happen. And, and it, again, whatever that, whatever that hump is, but you know, you're one of those people, Chris, you got over the hump, obviously you're here for, for quite some time and you're still performing at a high level and your, your attitude is, is awesome. So one of the, uh, last couple of questions I'm going to ask is, is your, so we've seen this transition, I think mentally in CrossFit, is that paralleled a like life and work as well? Like you've had this kind of like, you know, big up, big down, big up, big down, and you're kind of finding a good place. Is that parallel well, think, a lot with life, or is it? I, I think it parallels a lot with life. Because um, uh, it sounds like again, you're to, to, you're at a job, to, you're at a job now that you're you're sleeping more, you're getting more rest, and I think that yeah, you I see that a lot with. It, it, yeah, I don't have a boss that. Uh, so over the last six, seven years, my boss has always lived in California, and. The, the previous role I was in, um, I'm pretty sure that man never slept. And yep. he had no problem calling me at 8 or 8.30 Eastern time when it was 5, 5.30 Here. West Coast time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, wow. so getting emails at all hours of the night. I knew that I was going to wake up to four or five questions that he probably wanted an answer to at midnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then, I mean, and what's funny about that is he's probably the nicest guy you'd ever meet. Yeah. He, that's just the way he was wired. wired yeah. Um, and while now it's, people talk about cultures of companies that say, you know, what we want you to do is get the job done. Mm-hmm. Might take you 80 hours this week, might take you 30 hours the next week. Um, life is about balance. Life is about, you know, finding that, um, getting it done. I, you know, what's exciting now is I live in that culture and, and they believe it. And the, it's, the demands are still there. The pressure to perform is still always there, but it's, it's not 24 hours a day on minutia to, uh, I'm trying to pick, I'm not trying to find the right words. You just, you're able you're, to, you're, you're able to, you're busy work. You're, exactly. The busy work. 
where in reality it's like okay hey chris this is your job this is what we expect of you this is how we this is what the result needs to be mm-hmm. yeah find it and yeah. i and that's and that's the world i lived in for eight or nine years that when i was first out of school it was like the guy goes the guy that owned the company says you're going to make a mistake a day you're going to make a hundred mistakes he goes here's my only advice don't make the same one twice yeah he goes i don't care if you make a choice he goes just make the choice yeah and do it yeah so that's i I think that i i can definitely see that parallel in in the gym where just you i probably enjoy your job more because i tell you come in and you're just enjoying this more and you've you're you are where you're at you're still Mm -hmm. making improvements but you're not going to kill yourself over small stuff no it's not and over the last year my the here in the here in the gym has definitely it's gone from here and it's i feel like i've again it, it sounds dumb but i feel like i've gone to another level on some on a lot of things that we do in the gym uh-huh. now there are still a couple things i really struggle with and i probably should work on those mm-hmm. um one of which i am i am I'm gonna try to climb that rope before the end of the year. There you go. There it is. There you go. So you said it. That, that's a, that's a I fair, know. You, you heard it, guys. It is. Uh, what is we'll, August? We'll, August sixteenth. We'll is find that today? it. We'll, we'll get it done before December. All right. There we go. Uh, so the last thing I want to ask Chris is, uh, in, in a sentence or two, what is your 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 definition of fitness? Because you've had a. It's changed a lot for you, so I'm sure right now it's one thing, but it could be something else, either prior or later down the road. So the definition of fitness, which it's, again, it's not a singular word, anybody could. Um, Really what I want to do is I want to set example for my children. I want to set an example. I want to be able to be functionally able to squat down and catch that ball that my son is pitching right now. We do it every night in the driveway. We mark it off. I, you know, and uh, to be able to run and do those things. Because I'll tell you what, if I'm not doing them now, there is no way in the world I'm doing them in five years. Because time, time's, time's going, passing us by. Time's, um, unde- time's undefeated. Yeah, so it, it's <laughs> exactly right. And I can, there's a, everyone, unless you are a, just been a crazy super athlete your entire life, which a very, very, very small percentage of us are. Um, We've all had those points of, I'm out of shape. Man, this, this can't go on. Um, and even in the last several years, I've, I've had those points where you ebb and you flow and you, you drink too much, you eat too much, you, you whatever. But the definition of fitness is just being able to exist and, um, and just to be healthy. I, and I don't know how that kind of sounds weird coming out of my mouth, but it's, it's, a, it's about being able to play with kids and, um, be around for your family because uh, those, are, cli- those as, are your number twos where your threes and fours are the gym. I oh, mean, it's all, that's, that's your, all it is. Yeah. yeah. The number, the number ones and twos are the, are the kids, the family, um, my job. And then it's down the road. I mean, that's why you, that's why you, if when, when people listen to this and they have no idea who I am, it's because I'm ebbing and flowing. And I only, come to a certain class or whatever and I might if you've seen me on a Saturday I mean I'm coming in and I may be walking right out because more than likely I've got a just like a lot of people here yeah. soccer game baseball game you know softball game all, all these things that we're doing I got to coach basketball or something yeah 
but those are all the things that I, I tell everybody. I live in a family of four, and I rank number five. That's how, <laughs> that's how I see myself. There you go. So it's good. Yeah, it's awesome, man. It's good well, stuff. I appreciate it. I think it's a great place to stop, guys. Uh, thanks for listening to Everyday Athlete. Join us next week as we dive deep into the lives of the people who make us great. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. Thanks.